Welcome to Christ Church Anglican. We hope that you are blessed by today's sermon. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Morning again, everybody. You know, Texas is an incredible place filled with incredible people who have done incredible things. If you think about it, settling the frontier, driving cattle, running ranches, drilling for oil. The people of Texas have turned a place into an idea, an ideal where everything is bigger, stronger. And it's kind of true if you think about it in the numbers. 250,000 ranches and farms covering more than 130 million acres produce more than 10 billion dollars worth of beef and cattle in Texas every year. We contribute almost half the oil produced in the United States of America. When you go overseas, you can tell people you're from Texas, and usually they smile because of our history, our image, our character. Think of the words used to describe the idea, the character of Texas and its people. Maybe courage, strength, self-reliance, hard work. But the word fear is not on the Texas vocabulary list. Yet it has been said that fear is actually the motivator between many of our emotions and coping mechanisms. Self-reliance, machismo, denial, anger, say the counselors, are there to keep something at bay. They keep fear under wraps. Maybe the reality of human fear being way under the hood, even in Texas sometimes, is why the word fear or afraid appear 541 times in the Bible. Jesus says, fear not, don't be afraid, again and again. And fear is explicitly present during some of Jesus' greatest miracles. The disciples were afraid when Jesus calmed the storm on the Sea of Galilee. And in today's gospel reading, when Jesus walked on the water, it says the disciples weren't just afraid, they were terrified. So what do we do about fear? Is it good to bluster it away or to admit it? What did Jesus do about fear? Here are a few ideas, three ways to think about fear from these incredible miracle events in our Gospels. First, the Gospels essentially say, Keep on living, but keep on living with Jesus. The insistence in the Bible about keeping on going, keeping on living, is implicit, really, because the stories in the Bible are about living, not hiding. It's assumed that Jesus' friends and disciples and we keep on living. We don't hide out. Of course, sometimes it does make sense to hold back, like respecting COVID guidelines. But nowhere does Jesus tell us 
to deal with fear by hiding out. In fact, Jesus commands the opposite. He says, go, go and make disciples, share my love with other people. So Jesus's fishermen disciples kept on living. Certainly, they watched the weather, they reefed the sails, tightening, tightening them up in strong wind. They pointed into that wind to avoid capsizing. They used wisdom, but they kept on sailing and fishing and living. And the smartest thing they did was to keep sailing with Jesus in the boat. When we live life with Jesus... He may calm the actual storm. He may change the events and circumstances in which we are involved. Or he may walk on the water, showing some undeniable proof of his presence amid those circumstances. Or he may calm the storm in here and in here. The key is that you got to keep on living with Jesus in your boat. In fact, why not let him take the wheel? That's the best thing to do in times of fear. We keep on living, but we keep on living with Jesus. Second, it doesn't matter whether we ask for Jesus's help courageously and articulately or in a panic because Jesus is there. Someone said to me the other day, I shouldn't be afraid. Right, I, I get that. He's a Texan. He feels like he shouldn't even feel that emotion of fear. Sometimes Jesus' disciples asked for help calmly and rationally. And sometimes they asked in visceral, trembling fear. There were also times they didn't ask like when they abandoned Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. No matter what we do, Jesus is always there. He is always pointing us to faith, to God, to Scripture, to the evidence of God's love and protection. Or he brings the very power of God into the very moment of fear with life-changing words, inspiration of the Holy Spirit in our hearts, perhaps a life-changing miracle. As our gospel reading recorded, when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, crying out in fear. It's okay to be afraid. And foxhole prayers are not fancy. That's okay because Jesus is there, remember. Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it's me. You don't be afraid. Jesus, you don't need to be afraid. Jesus is there and attentive to our needs. It doesn't matter whether your prayers are brave or trembling. Know that Jesus is there. Third, Jesus' perfect love means we can make progress with fear because Jesus shows us the way. He shares that perfect love with us. If there's a go-to verse in the Bible about fear, 
It is in the first letter of John. There is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love casts out fear. Whoever fears has not been perfected in love. These few words are hugely important. Perfect love. What is it? Jesus loved perfectly. So what did he do? What did he say? What was his demeanor and way of relationship with God and with us to love perfectly? Then there's us. None of us love perfectly, right? And we feel fear, even if we're from Texas. So whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We have not been perfected in this way of living that Jesus knew and showed us. So where does Jesus' perfection leave us? Think of those moments of prayer or quiet time when you have found peace. Outside circumstances may not have changed. The crisis that brought you into prayer may still be brewing. But somehow, you find yourself at peace. You find yourself more ready to proceed forward less concerned or maybe even completely unconcerned about the outcome. That is Jesus's perfect love. That is Jesus sharing his perfect love with you through the Holy Spirit, casting fear out of your heart even when circumstances have not changed. Jesus' perfect love assures and frees us to keep going, to keep living, and so we do. Those circumstances haven't changed, perhaps, or have they? When Jesus changes the circumstances out here, it's obvious and yet sometimes Jesus changes the circumstances in here and in here, which is just as miraculous as changing the storm that we may be dealing with. As we experience the calming power of Jesus' perfect love, we build up a track record. We make progress over time. We start to feel less fearful, and we don't need to avoid fear with so much self-reliance or denial or anger. This process is so real, so significant, that there's an ancient and official church word for it, sanctification, the process of becoming more like Jesus. We're all being sanctified in a sense whether we see it or not, because Jesus's perfect love shows us the way to deal with fear, and he shares it with us through the Holy Spirit. So when it comes to fear looking at gospel lessons like walking on the water or calming of the storm, we keep on living, but we keep 
on living with Jesus. We don't worry about whether our prayers are perfect or panicky because Jesus is there and he hears us and responds. And we know that Jesus' perfect love means we can make progress with fear because Jesus shares that perfect love with us in prayer. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for these encouraging words. We thank you that we do have the ability and the call in Scripture to keep on living with Jesus. Lord, we thank you that our prayers don't have to be fancy. They don't have to be perfect. We just need to pray them. And Lord Jesus, thank you for being there to hear them. And Father God, thank you for the perfect love Jesus shows us and shares with us as we walk through life. All these things we pray in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, feel free to visit us online at ccanglican.com. We hope you will join us again soon.